0: Hey, everybody, you're listening to the Deep Dive Wholesale podcast by Hilco Homes. I'm your host, Mike, and today I've got Hernando with me again. And we've got an interesting episode for you today, especially for you new guys. So pay attention. So again, thanks for tuning in to the podcast. You are listening to 100% unique content that you're not going to find anywhere else. Um, It might come up here and there on social media from some of our other stuff. Um, But for the most part, if you want to get uh, this information, you got to listen to the podcast. Today's episode, we are talking about, uh, on average, how long does it take from the first initial contact to getting a contract on a deal and we got hernando here to talk to us a little bit about that so hernando um, do you want to help me set this up and t- kind of set the expectation for what we're going to talk about today
1: uh, yes mike and thanks again for allowing me to come in, uh, and have a podcast with you so the topic is how many touches does it take with a seller to land a contract and so we're going to talk a little bit in depth about that.
0: Yeah. So in your experience, um, when you first get a lead, it doesn't matter where it's from, but typically you're going to have a phone number, you're going to have a name or sometimes not, not have a name. And you call that number and the initial conversation is my name is blah, blah, blah. I'm in, I want to see if you're interested in selling your home. Um, everybody knows it's going to go one of two ways, a yes or a no. Uh, and mm-hmm. we usually lump maybes into a yes because it's not a no yet. Right. So when you have that conversation, typically what, uh, in your experience, do you expect is kind of the, the next step
1: and mm-hmm. getting you towards that contract? Well, that's a great question. And, and being in this business, there's a lot of communication on the phone, obviously. And you're dealing with a lot of people you've never met face to face. So there is that curtain there. Uh, where they don't know you from flying a wall and you don't know them either. So you have to kind of really try to build as much rapport as you can in the first conversation. Because it's it's like first impressions mean everything so yeah, you yeah. want to okay. that was actually
0: the the very first episode i did for yeah. hill co's podcast was about first impressions oh, really so guys if you're listening oh, and you're no. jumping in on this episode i would say go back to i think it was episode 48 or 40 okay. something like that uh, it was the first one where alex and i took over the podcast oh. and uh, we decided oh. the first episode should be about first impressions sure. Uh, but yeah right. absolutely I mean they don't mm-hmm. know what you look like they've yeah. nev- they've never heard of you right um, maybe they've heard of Hilco or mm-hmm. whatever company you're representing right. um, but chances are they haven't mm-hmm. you know these are generally mom-and- pop individuals you know, yes they're not investors
1: they're right. not banks you know they're, and, right. they're just people exactly and, and so what's important is that then you're not seeing them face to face it's the tone of voice mm-hmm. the 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 being able to express your thoughts professionally, because mm-hmm. they can pick up if you're right trying to read a script. They don't like that. They're gonna pick <laughs> yeah. up on you. Yeah. Uh, so you want to be authentic, but you want you don't want to waste your their time. So it's it's all these little things that you put together. And yes, okay. So the topic is how many touches. The first touch, usually, if you get a, a like a, a warm buy, a seller, like yeah, 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 I'm thinking about selling house. Yes, I have to sell my house, but you caught me at a bad time. I can can you call me back? That's usually how it usually goes. And then the, that's when the, the, the clock starts ticking to where we are right. on how many touches. I haven't told you how many touches yet, but <laughs> I'll, I will at, by the end of the podcast here, during the podcast. Um, so uh, that's if you try to get as much information as you can. Great. They want to sell. They seem motivated. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's a lead. All right. If they're going to hang up the phone with you real quickly, you want to make sure you get, you set up a time. Well, when can I call you back? You know, today, at four or tomorrow in the morning. Right, right. And you won't want it. You, that's, that's critical. Critical because they're going to they're gonna remember that. Yeah, yeah. And if you don't call them, then you kind of drop the ball. And right. You don't look good, really. Right. When you call right. them back. so. Um, and
0: to, to kind of touch on that a little bit as well, I think it also depends on that initial conversation of where that interest level is. Because if it's someone who's like a really hot, motivated uh, seller, mm-hmm. uh, obviously they're going to be expecting you to call them back. Right. Um, if it's a warm lead, um, may or mm-hmm. may not remember. If it's a cold lead, someone who's just says, Yeah, I have my house. Like actually, the other day, I, mm-hmm. I stepped in uh, to talk to Bernie um, after he, he finished a call where oh, the right. person told him that. You know, they they may have an interest down the road, but it may not be for like another year or two. And Bernie's like, "Okay, I'll just call you in a year or two and we'll see where you're at. I am like Bernie. No, you you get like that's that's a long term follow up for sure. You know, like they didn't say no. So definitely follow up with Mm -hmm. them. But they're not going to expect you much less remember you calling them back so call mm-hmm. them in like a month or two mm-hmm. and then just say hey we had a conversation and if they say oh yeah I remember you I told you I'm not going to sell my house for mm-hmm. a year and just say oh yeah that's right I, I overlooked that in my mm-hmm. notes they're not gonna know they're not gonna remember yeah, that that's true um, so like it's absolutely I think part of the uh, the equation is you know gauging the motivation level of yeah. that
1: of that initial phone call exactly. that's going to determine how your
0: follow-up mm-hmm. gets
1: scheduled. Right, and that's where your CRMs come into play. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't know what I would do without Podio. <laughs> I really don't, because before I came to Hilco Homes, I had my leads on a yellow legal pad, and that, that's not, that, that doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. So you hear that, guys? Our Podio
0: system does work. And real quick plug, if you're interested in using the system that is making Hilco so successful... We are actually selling it. Um, and right now we have a, a promotional sale going on where it's half off. We're doing it for $300 even, and it's a template. We will set it up for you, train you, get you all going on it. It will even help with uh, with walking you through how to migrate your data so that you're good to go. And then we're done. You continue and do your business the way the way that you uh, see fit. Um, it's, yeah. a, it's a great deal. We've had a couple of uh, people uh, already purchase it and use it and we've been doing our follow-ups with them and so far it's all great positive feedback so you know if that's something you're interested definitely reach out to us Um, you can reach us at our facebook page direct messaging there our instagram page you can direct message us there or you can send an email to me mike m-i-k-e at hillcohomes.com all right i'm done with that so
1: (laughs) (laughs) let's get back into this it's a great program all right so that's the first touch now remember after you hang up the phone Okay, you want to text them because they, they're like, what was your name again? Hernando. <laughs> well, yeah. they're not going to remember that in two minutes. So, you know what? I'm Mr. i Mr. Seller. Mrs. Seller, I'm going to text you my name so you know who you spoke with, my name, and my company name.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and what I learned listening to a different podcast this week is there are wholesalers out there that actually send a photograph of them. Okay. Okay, that's, that's something new, which is cool. I, I may start doing that. Yeah. At least now they could put a face to the name, to the phone right. number. Right, You know, save, the, save your name with the photo photograph. Who knows what he's... People may do, but that's important. You want to text them. Uh, also, um, when you call, gonna back up a little bit. When you call calling uh, sellers here to get leads, and they don't answer, you want to call them back within the next half hour hour. Because they will eight out of ten times they're gonna pick up. It's really weird. So <laughs> the being that they didn't pick up that day, and you just sent them a text because you should always send a text after you call. Uh, letting them know if they got the voicemail, mm-hmm. if there is a voicemail. Um, you want to call that same person that you left the message that same day within the hour because they usually pick up. Okay. So moving on to <laughs> their your second touch. And the second touch, uh, it could be right away. I don't know. It could be uh, when they told you to call back. Yeah. Right. Uh, so the whole purpose of this podcast is how many times do you have to reach out to the seller to finally get a yes to to contract. Uh, In between uh, that number, you finally reach the seller, you talked about the property, you talked about price, you talked about why they wanna sell, and and you give them your price, obviously, and they they, they did not accept it, or there are other conditions like tenants, or banking, or the loan, or whatever. There's a thousand reasons, divorce, whatever, that's holding up you from contracting it, and that's where the follow-up comes into play. I I signed a contract last week at Artero Street, right? Mm-hmm. I had that lead since last August, and I really didn't pay much mind to because I said this property is never going to go anywhere. It's already mm-hmm. it's already contracted with another wholesaler, by the way. Okay. They got the release before I contracted it, but I didn't, didn't put too much mustard on it. But being that it was in Podio and it was in my face saying I have to call, I called. Yeah. And the guy like you know I like your persistence. You're always calling me. You you you're really on top of your game. I said, yes, sir. Well, that's what separates local homes from other wholesalers. And he said, you know what? I like that. I'm going to give you the opportunity to, to list my property, to, um, to contract my property. Mm-hmm. But there is a problem with the hairs. Okay? Yeah. He didn't think I could do it. But we were able to find the hairs. Um, okay? And he was even more impressed. So I found the hairs even before I con- contracted him, which is really working yeah. backwards. So again, not to get off track here, but... If, if it didn't have it, the system, I wouldn't have gotten that contract. So, okay. So, I'll let it out, the bag, uh, the cat out the hat. It takes eight touches, average, eight touches to get the contract, to, okay. get, the, to get the yes. Awesome. Right. So, so, on and average, that was more it. A- that was more than eight touches, by the way. I must <laughs> yeah, touch yeah. that guy like freaking 12 times. Okay. I'm sorry. That's, not, that's not too bad. Nice. No, mean, once every month, I get Something yeah, like
0: yeah. I mean like I said, it, it also depends on the motivation level yeah. and um, mm-hmm. what the deal looks like. Obviously the more complex it is, the, the more you have to be in communication but mm-hmm. um, I think the uh, the magic number of eight touches mm-hmm. um, that I think that's uh, eight like primary or important conversations that mm-hmm. you have yeah, but it's also in follow-up. Like on average, it's going to be eight follow-up calls that lead to that conversation where Mm -hmm. you, they make that switch in mindset. Um, Because like you said, you know, like uh, if you're, if you're consistent and you're on top of your stuff, you're talking to that person, they're going to remember you. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. you know, when you get to that eight. Nine tenth call, and they're going to be like, "Okay, this guy is, you know, right. I don't remember who this guy is because right. he keeps calling me." Um, then you know they're more likely to uh, to do right. business with you,
1: and they respect that. Yeah, you can tell they respect it. Well, I respect it when when not when I, when I had properties for sale, and I got the same guy calling me religiously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I respect that. Yeah, so.
0: <clears throat> what would you what What advice would you give to anybody who is new to wholesaling, uh, possibly doesn't have that sales experience, mm-hmm. um, I, and I think most people who, who get into wholesaling don't come into that business with a sales background. Right. Um, what would you What okay. advice would you give them in terms of like preparing mm-hmm. for that repeated follow up and prolonged mm-hmm. periods of non communication.
1: Right. That's a great question, Mike. You know, when it comes to cold calling, which is what it is, is calling strangers here, it's I think human nature. It's it goes against against the comfort zone of humans, right? Because people are really scared by it, like really scared <laughs> to do it. And I know I was twenty five years ago when I started real estate. Yeah, I was terrified, especially when you got your coworkers next cubicle over. They're listening to everywhere you hear say because it's just you know yeah. it's what it's, it's what we do. Um, it's it, and there is no magic pill to take to, to take away the scary maybe take a shot of tequila i don't know but uh, you just got to get over it how do you get over it is just have fun with it i mean i try to have fun with it you know since, right. you know back in the days i used to stand up and do my call calling so, yeah but i'm a little older now so i sit down have some coffee but but <laughs> if you're a newbie you got to get over the fear of call calling just expect the worst hope for the best Yes, you're gonna to have to go through hundreds of calls to get to land a contract, but that's the numbers game. It's not you're not doing anything wrong. Just have a good script, and we'll Helco Homes can help you with that. Uh, but you gotta get over that fear. Gotta get over it because it's gonna make you a better uh, investor at the end of the day. Right. You can pick up the phone and make money. How many people can say that in the world? Not many. Not many people can say. You know what? I want to make ten, twenty thousand dollars. Let me get. Let me. All I need is a phone and the and the white pages. Like, just like the greats, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're Joe Pena's and what's the fellow from Wall Street? I can forgetting his name, but those kind of guys. Uh, and after, once you get past the fear, okay, then you're, you're going to fine-tune your, your, your strategy. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think one of the, uh, uh,
0: the fun, interesting things is, uh, you know, it's about mindset as well. And, um, I know Alex has a, a great example from his mentor of, um, mm-hmm. you know, changing the mindset of doing those calls. Like mm-hmm. you're expecting mm-hmm. someone to not answer or to mm-hmm. answer until you no, or they're not interested, but if right. you change your mindset, and you're mm. calling expecting that, mm. then when they say yes, it's kind of like a surprise. It's uh, a uh, shock, you know, you're like, well, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, what? You, you want uh, to sell your house? Right. Okay, what do I do next? Yeah, yeah exactly. And, and I think when you get to that, uh, uh, like that realization and that light bulb mm-hmm. goes off, that's when it starts to become fun. Sure. Because you can go through the phones mm-hmm. a lot easier when you expect the no's. Like for me, when mm-hmm. I do calls, I actually wanted to go to voicemail. Mm-hmm because I want them to hear my voice right. and then I want to set up that conversation. You know, mm-hmm. like, hey, I'm calling about this such and such property right. on this address. My name is so-and-so and you can give me a call back this number. That's perfect um, that, And that And that right. sets up the conversation up with them because they, they can hear your voice. They can right. hear that you're professional. They right. can hear that you're talking about a property. Right. And that's all that the conversation is right. going to be about. And so when they call back or you follow up with them, they're mm-hmm. going to see your number and they're going to be, oh yeah, this is a guy calling about the property. That's right. And they don't know what about the property. Right. It so could be burning that. that yeah, of, fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Another day. laughs> or they're, you're, you're calling about taxes or yeah. something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but normally that that kind of, uh, um, uh-huh. you know, that raises a, like a concern, like, is mm-hmm. there something wrong with my right. property? Yeah. Exactly. And then they want to ask questions. Sure. So then that's, that gets that conversation going. Whereas... You know, if someone mm-hmm. answers immediately, it may not be the best time for them to talk to, to mm-hmm. you about that. You know, sure. um, I mean, if they answer,
1: great. I'll talk yeah. to them. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm not going to say make I'm not going to hang up on them. <laughs> you no, know? Like that's the, the point. I'm trying to get them to, you're to make an offer on the first conversation. That's right. what Marco
0: Romero teaches us. Right. Um, but, you know, it's a it, it's got to start somewhere. And I think if it, it comes down to mindset when you prepare yourself mm-hmm. and you have the. Uh, proper right.
1: expectations for yourself, yeah. then you can you can learn to yeah, make your money. Right. And just to add to that, real quickly, Mike, there are there are homeowners, there are sellers out there that need our help, mm-hmm. and so I try to keep you know keep that in mind too. I'm not out there, you know, I'm trying to rob someone's properties of their equity. Nothing like that, unethical, yeah. Yeah. immoral. Uh, there are literally people out there that are going to lose their home through tax foreclosure or. You know, they're paying taxes every year, and God knows those taxes have, have doubled in the last five years. You know, there's, there's a lot of people with fixed incomes on Social Security. They can't afford these taxes. Yeah. You know? So there are people out there that need our help. And so I try to keep that mentality that, you know, I'm I'm doing good for this, this is for the community right. and in our office. So keep that in mind, too. People need our help. <laughs> and I, I think it
0: helps, too, if you, uh, you also put yourself in the mindset of understanding where the other person is coming from. Mm-hmm. Like, like, like we talked about uh, just a bit ago, Like, mm-hmm. they don't know who you are. They've never right. heard you. They don't know the company that you're representing or anything mm-hmm. like that, right? right? So when you call, if you're nervous like that, that's gonna come across, right? But if you call and you're right. professional, um, it, depending on who answers it could work for you it could work against you mm-hmm. you know so when I do my mm-hmm. calls you know regardless of what industry or business you know mm-hmm. I I position myself as um, I need to I'm, I'm basically networking like mm-hmm. I'm going to make a new friend and mm-hmm. this friend is going to help me grow my business, Mm -hmm. you know, so like, and I talked to Bernie about this yesterday too, Mm -hmm. because he, he had a call and they told him to call back and he, they they weren't, um, they weren't interested in selling or something like that. Okay. And I told him after his call was that, you know, part of that conversation from what I, what I heard and understood was that they were uneasy because, Mm -hmm. you know, he called and he was very professional. Mm -hmm. And so some people might think they're, they're a bank. You know, they're calling as a a, as you know from a different number as a bank, and they're trying to like get them out of their home for whatever reason. Yeah, because some people think like that. Sure, there's a lot of scams Um, out there. Exactly, a lot of scams. I I explained to him like, look, one of the things you have to do is uh, relieve that tension Mm -hmm. and take the attention off of them. And Mm -hmm. one great strategy to use is. Um, you know Hey, if Mr. and Mrs. Seller, if, are you interested in selling your home because I'm interested in buying? If their immediate reaction is to shut you down mm-hmm. and like get try to end that conversation, right. say, you know okay, great, that's fine. Do you know someone else who might be interested in right. selling their property? I can pay you a referral fee if we right. close. Because immediately that changes the dynamic of, I'm not after you, I'm after a property. Right. So it, okay. even if you know someone that has a property, that's oh. all I care about. Okay. And then that conversation kind of takes a different turn because mm. now they don't feel like you're attacking them personally right. about their finances or about their house. I you It, it brings mm. some, uh, uh, I think, a, a kind of legitimacy to your, to your claim that you're only interested in buying the house, you know? Yeah,
1: that's interesting. I never, I never thought of it like that, but I see your point. Let's uh, talk
0: about the uh, going through the contract itself with the sell, with the seller. Mm. Um, like most people have never seen a Trek contract, right? right yeah. And um, okay. like even when they let's say on average, it takes the eight touches to get them to the yes to mm-hmm. contract the property. Mm-hmm. Um, in your experience, what's the average amount of time
1: that it takes to go through the contract and actually get it signed? Well, that's, that's a great question. Um, you know, with today's digital world we live in, I would so much prefer just to DocuSign it. But the, <laughs> that, that happens very rarely unless they're in a different state. Okay. But I love DocuSign. Yeah, yep. I wish I bought shares of that company. But traditionally, you're meeting them face-to-face, the homeowners, right? right? They're usually a little bit older. Right, old school, whatever. Uh, the way I approach signing a contract is, I have a whole systematic approach to it, and it's very detailed. So uh, we sit down with the seller. I have my contract in a folder. I'm not the type of host. I'm not the type of investor that brings paperwork without a folder. I think that looks very unprofessional. Right. Yeah. I, I agree. Hate, I hate that when I see that. It's in the folder. It the folder is closed. I don't open the folder until I got confirmation that the seller is going to sell me the property. Right. first thing I ask is Mr. Seller do you have any questions? Okay. That's going to open up where their head's at. Yeah. What's important to them? Is it price, time, conditions, terms? Mm -hmm. What is it that's concerning the seller before we start signing? Mm -hmm. Once I get the answer to that I say great we're on a board then. Fine. I open it up and the first thing I tell them is These are standard documents that have been approved by the state of Texas. Right. And these are not done behind a dark alleyway. Okay. These are all through lawyers. I use the word lawyers sometimes. Yeah. It makes it legit. And at that point, I have two pens. I I pass them one of my pens. Yeah. I always carry two pens. Yeah. Another thing. Please, guys. Two pens. (laughs) Black. Not blue. Not red. Black. All right. I I think also by by the time you get to that point,
0: that also helps you in determining quality of business. Um, And I'll just like I'll I'll share a quick little story. I won't go into too much detail, but um, a while back I was working on a deal where I was going to buy some land Mm -hmm. that had already gone through the process of being Mm -hmm. subdivided, Mm -hmm. platted, plotted, all that stuff to build. Um, 13 units, uh, 13 individual houses on wow. it. It was going to be a small community, right? Mm-hmm. It was going to be a development project, oh. and at the time, I was uh, doing the numbers to debate whether or not I wanted to do it as you know, full uh, you know, stick on-site construction build, or if I wanted to do with modular homes, they're built somewhere else, and then set up on-site, and um, the way mm-hmm. that modular homes are, are ass- mm-hmm. connected to the foundation mm-hmm. makes them equivalent to a site built home mm-hmm. for know appraisal purposes and all that Mm -hmm. stuff and sales Mm -hmm. values and so i was looking at the cost of those things and we were getting to a point where we had a a, uh, an agreement on numbers to uh close on the on on this deal and uh you know we were getting ready to do the 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 meeting right Right. And then uh the gentleman tells me that he prefers not to close through a title company that he wants to use his own attorney because of some like uh, issues going on with his business and like Mm. Um, and then things started to come out where it's like uh, okay maybe this guy isn't uh maybe I don't want to take on this property because there's a lot of baggage that could potentially Mm -hmm. like tear this deal apart right Mm -hmm. and then um, you know that was already a big red flag so I told him you know maybe we'll reconsider this and I'll (laughs) I'll get back with him in a couple of months and and it turned out that the guy was actually um, uh, about to go into litigation for some uh, other deal and then he was also Mm -hmm. like um going through a divorce mm-hmm. thing and so like he wanted to offload this this piece of land mm-hmm. so that it wasn't part of his assets oh, for divorce um, yeah and mm-hmm. so that's why mm-hmm. I was getting a really good deal on it but at the same time you know like because the litigation had already begun like uh mm-hmm. having made that sale in uh, while that was going mm-hmm. on uh could have put potentially not cleared title because of, mm. uh, you know, it could have been held right. as, as a lien and they could have mm. called it back and, and said that the sale or the transaction was, you know, not uh, uh, basically undo everything I had done. Yeah. And so, you know, for, and, and I'm glad I didn't move forward with it because, you know, that, that would have <laughs> that been a, a potentially really big issue for all yeah. the investors wow. who it's like Shit. they put their money into this and now yeah. like they're um, getting it yeah, all that taken would have been away. Bad. So, yeah, when you get mm-hmm. to that point and you you go through the paperwork and you know you're like yes this, you know this is a standardized document mm-hmm. this isn't something I came up with you know right that an attorney wrote up and then you know the yeah. other person if they also come to you and have something that's out of the
1: out of the norm mm-hmm. you know that's that's a red flag you know True. you you may not want to do business with yeah that yeah that's right and I've seen contracts for sale for houses that were one page long like <laughs> half, half a page. <laughs> And no like, disclosures, not nothing. Like this, but the, the titles take them. It's really weird. Yeah. But anyway, getting back to the how do you present a contract? That's how I present the contract. Uh, you know, I don't go line by line. I mean, the damn thing is 15 pages long. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, all the, all the sellers want to see is the price. Yeah. So, this is your name. This is my name. This is the price. Everything else is mumble jumble. You know, I may go and skip to the closing date, and I may go and skip to whatever disclosures that's important yeah. but it's you know it's it's pretty follow the pen because I'm using my pen and pointing to where they should be looking at it's yeah
0: and a so five minutes I think uh, we're coming close to our time okay, but I'll, I'll ask this one question before we we start wrapping up but how do you uh, address objections from the seller when mm-hmm. they see the um, the section that says that you have the right to assign uh, the contract mm-hmm. to someone else if this someone that has never dealt with that before oh, right. or maybe they've heard like horror stories from other people about mm. wholesalers and us reassigning their contract to someone right. else
1: that's a good question good question there mike um eight out of ten times they don't even question it and if they do if they're the type of person that oh i want to read the contract before i sign it and i'll i'll, I'll, call, I'll talk to you tomorrow and then they read it and they're like i had a question about this this page what does this mean? I'm like, well, you know, it just basically says that I work with investment partners. And in order for us to close, they just have to give the okay on it. That's it. And so they're usually fine with that, basically. Okay. Yeah. It's no little biggie. It's biggie. Yeah. <laughs> just keep it simple. If you make a yeah. big deal about it, they're going to make a big deal about it. Right, right. You know? But the our disclosures, our assignment, well, let's call it Exhibit A, right? Mm-hmm. Our Exhibit A, Alpha states that we do have all intentions to perform and close, and that's the wording that that protects us, that we're, we're still going in good faith right. with this contract. Okay. Awesome. Cool. Is uh,
0: Anything else you want to add to that as we, we finish up the episode?
1: Uh, no, I mean, just to recap, for all you wholesalers, is please, please, please do not give up on the 4th, the 5th, the 6th, even the 10th or the 8th, don't give up on these sellers keep them on on, on a platform and and, and continue because it's gonna pay off dividends perseverance and consistency that's where it's at
0: right all right guys well that's it for today's episode uh, thanks for listening in and um, like I, I mentioned in last week's episode or'm sorry the last episode um, you know we're trying to put these out uh, Uh, with more frequency so we're you should keep an eye out every monday and wednesday we're going to have new episodes uploaded so stay tuned thanks